Well, I don't belong to Punjab or those places who were affected during partition. I come from UP and yes. there was no impact of, uh, you know, partition in Uttar Pradesh. But it's still somehow mm. when I started going to Punjab, when I started going to Pakistan, when I met lot many people who had suffered during partition, I really, I started feeling about them that how they would have, you know, faced that trauma, which was very difficult. So somehow... Mm. You know, uh, I thought I must do something for them. So I must have taken around 25 uh, visits to Pakistan. I mean, since I was member mm-hmm. of parliament earlier, I used to go with the prime minister also. Sark summit, I went with Rajiv Gandhi. Then Vajpayee was Yatra mm-hmm. also. I was there as a journalist also. I went several times. And after that, uh, because of the cricket, you know, there were several tours. And so I had to go yes. to Pakistan. So I started collecting the you know, all the uh, material of partition from there. Because, uh, Manjula, what I feel that, you know, there are several books on partition. Recently, we have also done one uh, survey of one book or some interview about partition. But I was looking yes. for a book which can, you know, reflect the agony of both the sides. Because I think people yes. of both the sides suffered. If you go by the hmm. initial figure... 1.2 million people had been killed. Uh, some say 2 yeah. million people. Out of the ratio is 50-50. So, yes. from both the sides suffered. So, there has to be a comprehensive book which reflects the agony of both the sides. That's how this idea of uh, writing a book, you know, came about it. And I started writing. So, it took one year. And during uh, lockdown, I worked hard. And I had the material yeah. from, uh, I got the books and other material from Pakistan also. So, and then I mm. see these families personally, because these are real stories. So, those people were alive at that point of time. So, I met them. I, you know, sat with them. I heard their whole journey, how did they reach to Pakistan or vice versa, how the people from Pakistan reached to India. So that's how the whole idea came up and I wrote this this book. And you might have observed that this is a personal journey also. I'm going and meeting along with the historical facts. Yes, so that's what struck me that it's not just reportage. These are people you know. I mean, you have interacted extensively with them and then you've got their stories. Yeah. So there's a lot of empathy there. So was was it uh, uh, was it difficult to make some people talk, you know? Yeah, initially because all were old. Somebody was 85, somebody was 90, somebody was 91. So it was a bit difficult. But, you know, I had hmm. to spend longer time with them. And then they came out. Mm. Some started crying also while remembering mm. the, the trauma which they had faced. 
so it was really difficult to you know make them speak something to express something but once they opened mm. then they told everything to us Mm-hmm. so uh, uh and a lot of them are like very prominent citizens or you know the parents of very prominent people so was was that easier to do or was it more difficult for them and for you well once being in uh, politics cricket administration as well as a journalist so it was mm-hmm. difficult for me to you know catch hold of these people and to connect with those people to have access to those people mm-hmm. i like manmohan singh ji so i was i was minister directly under him so every day i used to mm-hmm. with him interact with him so that wasn't a problem similarly gujral sahab i was also very close to him in, and he was the prime minister mm-hmm. I went with him on several foreign tours also. So Gujral sir, his father's contribution and all that. So so it wasn't that difficult. Even Pakistani leadership, they also know me quite well. So that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. So from uh, uh, Manmohan ji, you got it from him about his grandfather and all. Because I mean, I didn't know that it, there was such a tragic story that his grandfather was massacred. You know, everybody knows that partition made people came, but you know these personal stories. Yeah. he suffered a lot you know i mean you know he told me that uh, i mean he uh, once he went to pakistan because in imf a world bank some mm. of him was from pakistan so he invited him so he went mm. then he went to his uh, mm. uh, so i then i asked him sir did you go to your village he said no i didn't go to my village because you know i still had the memory of my grandfather's assassination and so i only went to rawalpindi and to a, a you know book shop in rawalpindi where i regularly used to go as a student and to some gurdwara also where i used to go on baisakhi the last time hmm hmm okay so he um, yeah like you say in the book and also you know this also struck me in the same manmohan singh section only you say everyone this could be attributed to the experience of partition that had made him more resilient a trait which everyone who went through the horrors of the dreadful events of 1947 seemed to have acquired this resilience right so talk about that you know no definitely i mean he's, he's, as a child he suffered then his education mm. also got disturbed and then he went to uh, you know to, to his uncle's place from there they took him his father was uh, working in uh, peshawar so he took him to peshawar mm. he was about to complete his higher secondary from peshawar then the partition started taking place so his father took the entire family to haldwani hmm. there they were you know mm. he kept them at a friend's place and he again went back to peshawar from there after when these riots i'm really increased so he was not able to you know cope with the pressure and he, he also shifted to india then they opened a grana mm. shop uh, in mm. amritsar majid mandi in amritsar mm. so mm. once he also decided that, that i picked up from his daughter's book that he all, he had mm. decided to sit in this uh, kirana shop grocery shop इमेजिनेशनिंग 
for the finance ministry as a economic advisor from their chief economic advisor then he became rbi governor planning commission secretary deputy chairman leader of opposition finance minister leader of opposition then prime minister for 10 years so look at yes yeah on yeah. the career would have ended up at uh, that uh, grocery shop or here look at <laughs> and how yeah. immensely has contributed to the indian economy yes yes um, and you know right in the beginning also this uh, story about um, uh, i think uh, right in the beginning where you know this lady uh, rahat bande uh, you know running away and then being caught uh, when she went uh, looking for i think she went um, uh something or you know a, a sikh gentleman um, yeah. i saw yeah. reach lahore from the yeah. they used to yes. they i am in mean, the family i still know they live in uh, lahore and pandey's uh, hmm. uh, uh, grandmother uh, so hmm. they used to live in kasoli lot many people used to live in kasoli so they were very friendly with the local people with hindu people they used to attend ram leela regularly go to hmm. temple and all that but when this party king hmm. the rights started so they had to leave they lived hmm. the then they, they were at ambala kent from there they took hmm. uh, the in, in a military uh, truck they were taken to yeah. the, to, to to pakistan so on the way mm-hmm. they stopped for you know to ease out i mean they were sitting in the truck for several hours so she went to for loo somewhere so when she was coming back the sick uh, pointed out the gun at her and mm-hmm. having one year old uh, you know son in her yeah so then that sick he got emotional mostly carried away and said ki sister i am leaving you hmm? but and lot lot of injustice to us and then he you know let her go yeah yeah he said that you know uh, your people have killed my wife and child yeah, isn't that what he said massacre in amritsar from both the sides yeah 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 so these these are like terrible stories and i mean we can't seem to get over them <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, no. uh, right. that's why i got so i mean when i started hearing these stories i was also very disturbed look at those people who really faced it yes hmm. it, it, it is very yeah if it's disturbing to hear it must have been so disturbing to go through it also right you get emotionally carried away also yes and i found uh, even even the story of uh, uh, um, you know the first uh, first lady liaquat uh, uh, khan's wife yeah yeah rana liaquat yes yes she was shilpa yes yeah there's a new book i think there's a book uh, coming out about her story so let's talk about that you know and you you focused on her also yeah the pants are chased brahmins they are called the yes. long dhoti brahmins lambi dhoti brahmins yes. they are very chaste and very educated on that so in those days she had studied from lucknow and had done post graduation in economics then she was teaching in indprastha college so she was very hmm. intelligent actually and uh, yeah and uh, this uh, liaquat ali khan had been invited to indprastha college for some lecture there she met they had fallen in love and after that mm. got married so jinna also used to like her a lot and uh, mm. once uh, i mean sir in pakistan people say that once uh, they used to play bridge in london because jinna yes. decided to you know 
leave the freedom movement and the Muslim League or this thing and gone back for practice to England again. Then he was later on hmm. persuaded. So Liaquat and this uh, Rana Liaquat both persuaded him to come to come back to India. So they used to play bridge together. So I'm told once he he told uh, Liaquat that uh, had you not married to her, I would have married her. So he was wow. <laughs> he was so impressed by her intelligence. She was very intelligent that dominated the scenario, and she was widely respected in Pakistan also. Yes, but yes. to rehabilitate her by making her governor or chancellor or something. But you know, hmm. she didn't do much in politics, but she was really quite dominating. Hmm. But uh, Jinnah's sister didn't like her much. That's also well, you've pointed out. Sister always to be, you know, envy to those people who were, those, especially the women who were very close to, 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 to Jinnah. <laughs> okay. And her story itself, I mean, you know, maybe Pakistanis know all these things, but for an Indian reader, it's very interesting to, uh, you know, to read the lives of yeah. these people you know, who are just... It was just names for us, but then, you know, and even even the thing about Benazir Bhutto and Rajiv Gandhi being friends and, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, and also you, you you saying that she didn't know much about India. I was quite surprised. That's my personal account because I had gone for that Saag summit to Islamabad. Huh. Rajiv Gandhi was the prime minister and I had come back from his aircraft, in the same aircraft. Okay. So he then huh. he told me. While coming oh. to Delhi, he told me. That's what I have quoted. Oh, okay. Then, uh, you know, we carried that excerpt of uh, uh, Gauri uh, Khan's uh, grandmother. Yeah. So that's also very interesting. Uh, it's a very interesting account of uh, uh, what happened. And, you know, so yes. talk about that. No, Gauri Khan's uh, nani... You know, hmm. she used to live in Panchil Park. So since I'm hmm. very friendly with Shahrukh and Gauri, so I used to go to Shahrukh's uh, in-laws place also. They also, the whole family is very close to me. So wherever I used hmm. to go there, this nani used to be there, always in drawing room. And she was, you know, hmm. good at, you know, in conversation and all that. She used to always used to talk about Lalpur, 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 beta, you go to Pakistan. I also want to go to Lalpur. I once, once I want to visit to my place, my, my, the, I had a whole village called in, in my father's name, Thakar Singh village. And I had this hmm. property, that property, Vakila di Gali. I had a huge house and all that. So, it's what I realized that his mind is always in Lalpur. So once I made her an offer also that if you want, I can take you to Lalpur. And I had spoken and coordinated also with my friends in Pakistan that they will provide the, you know, the car and everything to go to Lalpur. But, uh, you know, her son and daughter, they didn't let her go because she was too old. So they didn't want her yeah. to undertake that journey. So I said, one thing I can do, I can get you all the pictures and all that. So I went to Lalpur and there I took wow. all the pictures and visited her house in Vakila di Gali, where she stayed. Mm. And uh, mm. school, everything is intact. Everything, the Ghantagar also, the old Ghantagar with Sanskrit scripts are there, temples, everything mm. same. Nothing has changed, nothing much has changed, except that, you know, the population has swelled. Otherwise, nothing mm. has changed. So then I got those photographs to her. So often she used to see all those photographs 
and uh, she okay. i mean she was all she used to get emotionally carried away by that Mm-hmm. and that story of the kulfi wala was very uh, good it was very interesting so i think <laughs> i should also try this kulfi so near the ghantagar i went to that kulfi wala so there i started talking to him ki i have come from india in, and i have seen these pakistani if you tell them you have come from india so they have got a special affection from you so people to people there is not much problem so mm-hmm. started talking about it then say why did you come here so then i told uh, him about this uh, Gauri Khan's nani and Shahrukh Khan's this thing. So he further got very mm. excited and he started telling me. Mm. And I mentioned Thakur Singh's name and all that. So then he started. The old man started telling about yes, he used to get good. So that was a very old shop. So all yeah. so he knew them yeah. after sixty seventy years of partition. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I suppose this was before before video uh, video calling became so common, right? So I, if she had been alive, you could have shown her videos of the place. I mean, directly. When I went there, she was alive. So every now and then, I used to call her from there. Ki Nani is sitting at this point. Now you tell me where to go. So she used to tell me ki ki. Ane ghanta ke. Maine ha. उंड <laughs> 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 प्रॉब्लम Okay, you know this other uh, section which I found very uh, interesting was this uh, this thing about you know the exchange of women and how uh, you know the Nari Niketan and I think it's the I K Gujral uh, uh, section about how his mother also set up the Nari Niketan in uh, Amritsar. Yes, and. the exchange of women and how many families rejected the their daughters after they had been abducted. Yes. So, you know, I mean, it's been a lot of stories have been written about that in movies. You know, the fifties were made about it, but uh, to actually read it as a report is something else. So, you know, speak about that, and you know, I mentioned uh, uh, two stories, but there are hundreds of such stories. Yes. Women yes. were the worst sufferer of the partition, hmm. and from both the sides. women you know they were made to suffer like hell and this yeah. story the avatar nan gujral's wife how she you know saved one life and uh, i mean till her death she was working there and now i mean now she is no more that lady but uh, yeah. her uh, children are there grandchildren and all that so the Several mm. such stories. There used to be guy called Rohit Balwara. I might be knowing as a Congress leader also. Then used to work with his star. He was very close to uh, you know uh, Rupert Murdoch also. Rohit Balwara's yeah. own bua. He told me 
that my, my bua she had also you know had been abducted kidnapped hmm. later on hmm. with the help of these groups which we are working nehru had set up from there jinnah had set up those groups so she they, they were informed that you know i mean she has been um, uh, discovered or recovered whatever so why don't to come and take her back so when his father he dressed up to go to to pick her up the the this the grandmother i mean the rohit balbora's grandmother who always oh. to cry for her daughter hai na mm. stop the way ki now i can't accept her oh god don't bring her back and now look at the destiny of those women yeah parents refused to accept them so terrible there are several such cases hmm Hmm. Yeah, they were compelled or forced to live in, you know, those conditions in Pakistan. Hmm. It's like the real. I mean, it's this is what Manto based his story yeah. stories on. So. And it's vice versa, both the sides. From yeah. there, also hmm. people brought women and all that. Yeah. Okay. So even IK Gujarat story and Satish Gujarat story is also very uh, uh, interesting about you know saving people and yeah. sending them back on trucks. So let's talk about that. Both sides there must have been people who were volunteering and uh, right. So well, Avtar Narayan Gujarat, you know, he was a prominent figure in Rawalpindi area and he was a member of parliament also from Rawalpindi. He was elected from there. So, and he was a lawyer at in 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 um, you know Jhelum district. Yes. Used to live there, and the Krishna Kant's family, who became later on became vice president, was very close to him. Mm. This Avtarn and Gujral, and he was elected from Rawalpindi uh, sector. There were secretarial parliamentary elections, and then he was about to take oath in Karachi for assembly uh, mm. when he got a call from Nehru. that uh, you should immediately rush to punjab because there is communal rights there and nehru himself reached to governor house uh, in lahore so he immediately mm. rushed there and then he tried to save people there then nehru finally told him that you know you don't uh, i mean live in pakistan you come to india and here you become member of parliament or whatever then he didn't plan he wanted to live in punjab so he lived in jalandhar he was offered every post even the ministerial post and punjab cabinet also but he didn't take it he took some judicial job uh, hmm. jalandhar and he lived there all through but avtar jalal hmm. was a big leader and, and he was very close to jinnah also because raja gajendra ali was the another muslim league leader from um, rawalpindi who was apparently very close to jinnah so and avtar narayan and raja gajendra ali were very good friends so Hmm. Jenna wanted to induct him in his cabinet also to Atana, hmm. but uh, he didn't accept that he come to India. So with both sons, Indra Gujral and Satish Gujral, they were young, young at that point of time. So he put, he asked both the sons to take the trucks and take the refugees from this side to that side, or from that side to this side. So they faced lot many people and saved their lives. Hmm. Okay. Even the Jinnah chapter is very interesting 
you know when you ask and you say jinnah dreamt about a pakistan where muslims would have a dominant presence and authority in the government but the non muslim people would be given equal rights you know i mean clearly uh, that didn't happen and you talk about also you know a lot of people converting i didn't realize that i mean i thought maybe the surnames were common yeah so, you, know. you know i mean what i feel that the kind of pakistan which jinnah had dreamt of could not hmm. because he died early hmm. was, he wanted his vision was that there won't be any transfer of population same people hmm. were living in same places only the dominance uh, in the government will be a muslims like in india of hindus hai na this is what he thought of hmm. and over hmm. his first speech which even advani had mentioned and after that mm. he had been criticized by pakistan by bjp leaders also actually mm. his speech is very secular which he made in uh, national assembly there he made it very clear that there will not mm. be any discrimination on the basis of religion caste or nationality or anything so that way he wanted that kind of pakistan but that could not be achieved later on these fundamental force, forces they forced the successive governments to go for these policies and those laws were changed and uh, i mean for non muslims there was nothing left so lot money got converted so if you go to pakistan you will find several you know surnames like kapoor arora sahgal rana malik several you know surnames you will find all those surnames i think they must have converted hmm. later on hmm 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 i mean i thought i thought segal and all were common surnames but i've never heard, yeah i suppose kapoor and all is a little yeah they must have been converted i guess yeah so yeah hmm and you know i liked how you've got out the uh, the small thing small means they big things like how the how people maneuvered how they maneuvered to get uh, a certain you know certain sections of punjab and the fight for firozpur yes chapter which i you know taken from jinnah's own lawyer who was you know pleading his case partition case mm. commission so that mm. i've got i got it from a book where he has written he has said all these things that how firozpur was going to go and they were totally confident because uh, this red cliff had indicated also to jinnah that firozpur would be given to him so they they wanted uh, this firozpur they wanted gurdaspur they wanted half of kangla they wanted two sub divisions of amritsar so they thought that that all would come to them but that didn't happen because nehru when he came to know about uh, the partition plan which radcliffe had submitted because radcliffe after submitting the plan had left india because you know that genocide would take place so mm. uh, so nehru got to know of this because nehru was the interim prime minister and jinnah was mm. at that point of time so governors were mm. reporting to him so we mm. came to know of the partition plan then he spoke to mountbatten and that's so all the ch- changes were made and yes mm. position became strong that's why the 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 lady which i mentioned she was a member of national assembly close to jinnah she has said mm. when jinnah was being sworn in as governor general there was pile of gloom because jahara mm. jahara yeah. there was pile yeah. of gloom because uh, 
Firozpur had gone, and Firozpur had the, the the most strategic thing is that Firozpur had the head canal of Satrus. So, mm. in the rajas of Rajput, rajas of Bikaner and Jaisalmer, they wanted to join mm. with Jinnah because the mm. since Firozpur was going to to for irrigation thing, they thought it's better to go with Pakistan. But when they realized mm. that you know Firozpur is going to be in India, they backed out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This section, ah, uh, the Viceroy Secretary, yeah. uh, George Abel, was on good terms with Nehru, to whom he allegedly leaked all the information. Yes, yes. Nehru complained to Mountbatten, since Nehru is a very good friend of Mountbatten and his wife. The Viceroy told Nehru that he may sit with his stenographer that night and make all the necessary modifications he wanted, and so all this Amritsar, Kapoorthala, Kangra. Then there was a governor of East Punjab. East Punjab means the part which is with India. Mr. Tri- yes, I see. Trivedi, C. Trivedi. He also, uh, you know, uh, briefed Nehru about the plan. Hmm. But you, you know, in this, it just seems like Jinnah was quite naive in in his belief that there wouldn't be a massacre. You know. Because, or maybe we are saying it in hindsight because we know that it happened. But at that point, maybe people thought that it could be peaceful. I had his calculation, and he thought that nothing would happen. You know, simply will get it. There won't be any riots. But all these, you know, patans who came from uh, North Frontier Province, they started killing people. Hmm. And after that, the communist hmm. and nobody, no government could control that. Yeah. And we are still, we are, I guess, uh, still paying for it. But uh, you know, I was a bit surprised that you thought that uh, that you agreed with this when L K Advani, the veteran BJP leader, was on tour in Pakistan and standing before Jinnah's tomb. Advani described the founder of Pakistan as secular and ambassador of Hindu-Muslim unity, for which he was criticized in India. Even the leader, however, I feel it, no, it did not say anything wrong. I mean, you no, don't think he really said anything? He was. He was. You know, trying to draw the reference from his last speech or first speech, which after Krishna Pakistan okay. he the National Assembly, on the basis of that, mm-hmm. that, that, but he was criticized. And mm-hmm. if you, uh, even Jaswan Singh has written the similar mm-hmm. and another book, Jaswan, mm-hmm. who is also BJP leader, is no more now. He had also yes. on, yeah. on the basis of that speech, Abjam Dwani might have made that observation. Hmm. Okay. Specifically, that speech, not that speech, was like a declaration of New Pakistan. Hmm. What kind of uh, you know Pakistan Jinnah is thinking of? Hmm. 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 And I, I found this. Uh, you know, when your wife uh, met Musharraf and he said uh, General Musharraf, and and he got agitated. That section is also very interesting. So yeah. let's talk about that. You know? he, had, he had interviewed him in uh, Dubai, so I was also yeah. there. So she again and again she was you know asking about uh, you know terrorist activities being promoted by cross border terrorism being promoted by Pakistan and Kashmir and other parts of the, of India and all that. So then she got agitated suddenly and said, "Don't you talk about Bangladesh? How my country was broken by Indira Gandhi? You never mm. that." How Indira Gandhi had broken my country. That would mm. my country was cut into two pieces, and we were talking about that we are harboring terrorists and we are sending te- terrorists in Kashmir and other part of the country. 
So she got agitated on that. Hmm. But but uh, as you uh, mentioned later, it is because of their treatment of the Bengalis, right? That this but happened. Not she got he got agitated. Hmm. That means is it like the general idea in Pakistan is they still don't accept the uh, uh, accept that is because of their mistreatment of the you know who are now Bangladeshis that this happened? Yeah, Bangladeshi they are. I mean they are not able to accept that fact that Bangladesh had been carved out and created. In fact, mm. the whole this topography and geography please, that was also wrong. If I, I think in yes. I mentioned this Mountbatten's daughter has written at one place that yes. my mother often used to say that it's like two hanging ears of both the sides of elephant heads. So India is like elephant head in between, and two ears East Pakistan and West Pakistan were hanging on both the sides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was almost uh, inevitable. No country can survive this uh, distance. I kind of distance. So the whole yeah. plan was wrong, actually. Uh, uh, that that is true. It was it is not practical. But uh, now tell me, when you were putting this book together, what was the most difficult part? Difficult part was to verify the facts, to find out the facts, mm. to do the research. Then how to put it? Because, you know, I mean, these kind of books, if you describe history, often get into controversies. So, yes. so we should try your level best to avoid the controversy. So mm. we should not be quoted, you know, wrongly or some mm. fact which is not verified a fact should not be put into. So all these precautions, you know, took long. Then the mm. pandemic also, so it took long in getting it published also. Hmm. So th- it was only those sort of, but uh, uh, you know, I mean, like when this uh, issue, you know, it can continue. And yeah, another thing I found very interesting was how when you're si- you were sitting with uh, 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 with a lot of Pakistanis, when an Indian Muslim comes in, you said they stop talking. Why is this? Yeah, you know, uh, that was in Islamabad when I had gone for Sag summit. So this Kuldeep Nayar was very. Well, worse with the Pakistani politicians and bureaucrats. So was Ajinder mm. Sareen, who is to be an expert mm. journalist on Pakistan, mm. to run an agency also part or something. Now his son is looking after it. So these okay. two used to they were also they had also gone to Islamabad for the Sark summit. So in their room, all these Pakistani politicians they used to come for drink and dinner and all that. So mm. they thought that I am also a Punjabi. So I also them they used to converse in Punjab, oh Punjabi Prasi, eh? so they used to talk like this. So suddenly this one gentleman, I won't mention yeah. him because he's still alive. He also okay. came in, he's a Muslim. So they yeah. and this and this they kept mum. So then they were uh, asking Kuldeep Nair that you know, why don't you, you know, just ask him to leave the place. So what? I mean quietly, not a this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when that person went out, then said, what is this Bhaiza? Why have you called? He said, I didn't call him. No. But what is a Mohajir? And I am a, we all are Punjabi Pras. So this is... Oh my God. You, you mean he? You mean he was he was from he was an Indian Muslim or he was a you know somebody who migrated to Pakistan? Name Indian Muslim journalist. Indian Muslim journalist. Oh. So university oh. also went there and wanted to hear conversation and wanted to meet Pakistani politicians and all that and bureaucrats. 
So they, they have this aversion to Indian Muslims. I mean, yeah, I didn't. Muslims. All those Muslims who have gone from UP, Bihar, Mad, 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 these North Indians, other than Punjab, if you can't speak Punjab, non Punjabi speaking Muslims, they call them Muhajir. Oh, God. This Punjabism is too, Punjabiyat or whatever you call it, is too dominant there. Hmm. I mean, I once heard of it, but I didn't know it was like so. Uh, it was so. Uh, it was so cut and dry. Like, yeah. so I mentioned dry. one story about uh, the cameraman who was shooting for my show, Rubaru. He was a Pakistani. Yeah. He himself told that my father is quite ill because he was the. He, I mean, he used to work uh, in uh, chief of army staff's office, and then he was not given promotion. He was thrown out because. He is not a Punjabi, something like that. So that kind of things were there earlier. Ah, hmm. okay. Oh, which is quite. The incident of is of nineteen eighty eight when Rajiv Gandhi was the prime oh. minister. Okay. Hmm. And uh, uh, this is also interesting about um, I don't know which is this bit where you've mentioned about. Um, um, you know, I mean, there are many stories that emerge from this. And, you know, I liked all the details that you got. You know, like small, small details which are actually full stories by themselves. So One story which I've written about uh, that Anand, Soam Anand, who was a bank player. Huh. So, I, huh. reading that story from a book, I... So, in, in that book, he mentioned that when uh, these uh, Pathans, they attacked uh, huh. their house... Then hmm. he was sitting, this uh, Somanand was sitting with his cousin Karl Pran. And yeah. he had written that, who's, who, who later on became the director of All India Institute of Medical Science, EMS. GP yeah. Yes, yes, that's a very good story. So from there I picked up that reference. And then I t- spoke to a lot many old doctors of EMS. That is, there, was yeah. there anybody called GP? He said, yes, there was. But he got uh, retired in uh, 84 or something that is. So then I kept on searching for him. Finally, somebody told me that he lives in Sainik Farmhouse. He is still working mm-hmm. on um, this uh, immunology. Hmm? And mm-hmm. he had told him to, you know, uh, inst- set up an institute of immunology, which he had actually done. And he also discovered the the vaccine for uh, leprosy. So leprosy. He's still alive. He's 94, 95 and he's still working. He has got his private lab in Sainik Farmhouse. So I then, uh, you know, I further you know, tried to search him and finally I found him. He's still alive, live in Sainik Farmhouse. Mm. I met him, then he narrated the whole story. Oh. He, now he's 96 or so. He's still my goodness. And he's still active. He's still active. And another story was this Babuji and his jewels, which is very good. But it's very sad. Babuji's son still lives in, in Delhi. And he's a uh, doctor. He's a pediatrician. And his uh, daughter-in-law was with uh, Dr. Rani Kumar. He was with Ems. He's still there. They live in Delhi. Okay. Okay, so, you know, all these stories, I thought, you know, really brought out the, uh, that sentence when you said, you know, their resilience, it really comes out of the survivors on both sides. So, 
For the listeners, go out and get Scars of 1947, Real Partition Stories by Rajiv Shukla. It's a very interesting book. And it's, uh, you know, many prominent people whose stories um, one didn't know, uh, you know, and details about their lives uh, have, have a part of the book. And it makes for very interesting reading. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.